the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. There's always a little bit of truth in all sarcasm. Well, the, the Russians say there's a little joke in every truth. As like a play what are, you, on, what are you a fucking communist? No, I just have Russian friends. I you mean, have Russian friends. Don't say shit like that in our office on air. You have you one have Russian, Russian friends? friends. Yeah, our Tom Drots. Well, yeah, and friends plural. You have like two friend. I, I have two <laughs> Russian <laughs> friends. And one of them I have, Russian. I have one Russian friend. Fucking Matt. <laughs> Welcome to just a bit outside. Kamozi's been listening to Slipknot all morning. I just oh, ate yeah. a whole burrito. I did send my junk. Did you guys send your junk this morning? Nope. I uh, hardly let it see the light of day. I don't really have a balcony that's set up for that. It kind of just faces windows. Me either. I just walk down the street and do it. <laughs> I, I sent my junk to someone's son. In today's day count? and age, you, I feel like you can do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about getting my motorcycle <laughs> registered, yet I saw I see crack deals go on, and people smoke crack on the streets now. Oh, man. I was driving down Alameda last, yeah, last night, like 7 o'clock. You know, the sun's still up. I hit this line where Thanks I don't know detail. if everybody, no, not that kind of line, but <laughs> I hit this line of people that I don't know if everybody got drugs at the same time, but they were all doing it. Lighting up, snorting, just clears day yeah, on the, the sidewalk. The dealer must have just got off his work at Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was yeah, Jerry, Jerry's off a of Subway. Uh, you um, just a bit outside a sports show for guys who are sort of into sports <laughs> and some who are not at all. <laughs> Maddie's peak performance athlete over here. Um, uh, one of those two esports athlete. Esports. That's not a fucking sport. We could argue about that. <laughs> I've been waiting. It to is. Esports up. a sport. No, it's they not. make more money than guys in the UFC. It doesn't mean it's a sport. How is it not a sport? Esports. Yeah. Esports. Okay. How, do you defi- how do you define sport? Because right. we used to sponsor some of these guys, and I'm, I'm sort of, I, are they Michael game. Jordans? Are they? I would, would, no. N- Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> no esports guy is a fucking athlete. They're gamers. They're not athletes. Golf. But how do you define so sport? Listen, yeah. So it takes, yeah. So physical ability. Chris has been drinking energy drinks and listening to heavy metal. <laughs> no, I'll argue this all day. You cannot call yourself an athlete if you're a gamer. If you do esports, any of that, because. It takes physical attributes to be a sport, right? Or to be an athlete. Maddie, pull up the definition of sports. Got it. It's no, I'm right. curious. Like, so I sometimes these arguments happen not with us, but with people, and they're like, you, you know, you'll argue with me on this. Some one. Some people will be like, uh, like I always say, Tiger Woods is is what he's accomplished makes him the greatest athlete, and then someone will go, he's not a fucking athlete. And you're like, what he's accomplished in golf trumps what Michael Jordan did in basketball. It's an activity. The achievement, I mean. Yeah, you might be right. What do we read it out loud here? An activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another oh, uh, skill. or others for entertainment. It's skill in teams, dude. It's a sport. No, wait. What is it? it says skill. Involving physical exertion and skill. All right, just because you get sweaty playing your video games doesn't mean you're an athlete, so calm down. But I think you're minimizing. So have you ever hung out around an eSports team? Because I have. No. So there's an argument to be made that they're using. So like if they're playing in in those team events, there is an argument to be made, and they've done some studies on it neurologically, that they're exerting more brain power and uh, stress in those moments of playing those tournaments that they are... um, 
So like the, like the physical toll on the body actually for them is high. A lot of those guys only play till they're like 25 because of the stress and pressure they put on their body. So that's one, that's part of it. (laughs) Well, it's true. They play nine hours a day. I I love watching uh, league of legends matches on like Twitch and shit. It's so fun. So, but a lot of those kids who play those games and are good at them do have a gift neurologically, their hand-eye coordination, their, their, some call it a spectrum, their computing speed in their brain, the, the, the way that they're able to, it's almost like doing like a math tournament you constantly. Know, like those fast numbers, like when you get the thing hand out in class and you have to like get so all account- the pluses done so, before a certain amount of time. So now accountants and everybody are athletes too because they're crunching numbers and they sweat because they have to think a lot. No, they're not playing no, a sport. They're not, it's, not neither, a team event. it's not a team event. A team skill. <laughs> a skilled team event. No, the... These gamers are not playing a sport either. They're playing a game on a TV, not with their body. I mean, arguably, NFL guys are just playing a game. I'm, I'm with you. Physically. When I, walked into that, physically. when I walked into that house and I was like, I'm not going to call you an athlete. Yeah. We sponsored a team and I'm like in their gamer house where they live. Yeah. So if I play Call of Duty, am I a soldier? That's, that's a stretch. Yeah. That's not what, what do you saying. mean? If you play football on a game, you're an athlete, but no, I'm not a soldier. If I play you're an e-football player, you're not like a, that's where the E's there. Yeah, you can't electronic sports. So, the so e stands for electronic. I know dude. you came in full of hatred and just like, <laughs> I was listening to Slipknot for real on the way here, man. <laughs> um, are you a, are you an athlete? If you're a master chess champion? No. Okay. Chess is a game. Okay. So it's football. That's a sport. What about bowling? Bowling, I would say, is more of a game. Okay. Golf, game. Billiards. You're going to argue with me on that? Golf is a game. If John Daly can smoke a pack of cigarettes and drink a fucking thing of booze while he plays. So did I, but hold on. That's not fair because Michael Jordan did the same thing. Michael Jordan used to drink. So did Babe Ruth. During, during the game? No, yeah, bro. Like Babe Ruth, dude. He used to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, do you even know who Babe Ruth is? <laughs> He's not a candy bar. He's My, Michael, Michael Jordan used to drink a six pack, play 18 holes of golf and smoke a cigar before a basketball game. He did it before playoff games. So smoking and drinking doesn't. Yes, he did. There's video of him smoking and drinking in the locker room before playoff games. What about during? He might have at halftime. Fuck, that's Michael Jordan. Pushed a dart down. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. There was Listen, guys in the NFL. There's pictures of dudes in the NFL in like the 80s smoking on the sideline. Yeah. I don't know. The 80s. I don't really know. I think what Listen, Tiger Woods is arguing about is arguably the greatest, most, one of the greatest achievements in sport, period. The guy's a fucking machine. To do, what he's, to do what he did in golf, to win as much as he won in that tough of a game, it's all a game. They're all games. The only one that's not a game is what you do. It's a fu- it's fucking serious. No, I mean, <laughs> bull riding is not a game. Football's a game. Motocross. We started playing football in the backyard with our homies when it was a game. Yeah, I don't know. The stakes are higher now. But I'm so, I'm with you. It takes <laughs> the guys who play football. Like again, we've talked about this a million times. You get a Menelik, a me in here, not a me, but like a big, like a JJ Watt. And you're like Jesus Christ. This, like to be as big as you are and as athletic as you are, that's a whole nother level. And and the talent those guys have and you guys have in the UFC is insane. Uh, so it's not a game anymore, but it starts as well, a game. Sport was physical exertion and you're doing that when you're golfing and you're swinging at something. 
I used to look at golf and th- I was like, these fucking pussies. <laughs> this is so stupid. They don't even carry their own bag. And now Chris is like, oh, what, what's the nearest tea time we can have? <laughs> yeah, I love golf. He's like sore the next day. No, I, I don't know. Sore after golf. I will argue all day. Esports, they're not athletes. They might make a lot of money and it might be something people love. It's but they're, so they're entertaining not entertaining to watch. Like it's entertaining to like watch competitions, like the PUBG comps. I went to one, one Bro, time, like, league live. of legends, league of legends, the championship game. So league of legends is, I know sort what it is. okay. <laughs> Just I wanted to catch phone. you up on the nerd scale. <laughs> league of legends it's had more it, viewership right? than the super bowl by like three times. Yeah. It's worldwide. There's but a, it's not a sport. It's not, they're not athletes, but it's, it's a, a it's a team of guys competing in a game of skill. Okay. It's Which was the sport. definition of sport. No, <laughs> <laughs> that says, pull that back up. Physical. They are exertion. They are physically exerting themselves. No, they're not. How Mentally are, exerting themselves. How are they not? What, are their thumbs getting tired? Yeah, they're sitting they're, in a chair like, for eight hours. Have you ever not played League of Legends? You do this a lot. Like your fingers do cramp up. You have to step up over and while. You're sitting no, for but a long no, time, which is about, exerting yourself. No, hold on. This is one of the misconceptions about brain function, which is why we make products for the brain. It takes a ton of energy to exert your brain that hard for yeah. eight hours. When I'm editing. Let's just, let's admit to that small point that yeah. I remember one time when you first started working here, you were like, dude, if I look at a spreadsheet all day, I feel more wiped out than when I go to two practices. Did you not say that? No, yeah, for sure. And so, so those guys are sitting there for eight hours doing complex like, spreadsheets and calculations. And so I would argue that there is exertion in the game of esports. Like I said, so are accountants athletes now too? Is that they're not playing a team sport. I mean- yeah, I don't know. Is it is it mental? Don't give exertion? up on your slipknot. Let's go. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just physical versus the activity exerting your muscles in various ways. Maddie, I know what side of this you're on. <laughs> Ouch! <dude>. I know. <laughs> well, you don't think I get Sports. tired? Sports. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm for the fucking nerds to be dead, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them in trash cans, dude. Uh, hey. All right. So is. Is Maddie an athlete for being a DJ? Because that takes a lot of mental exertion. He runs a show all night. He's up there sweating in the club. Maybe it's the Molly. Maybe it's the heat. But, you know. It's not a team sport, though. I need to take insulin. I He's got a crew. No, he doesn't. No. I mean, it's not. So this same argument happened with, like, uh, I don't know who I had it with, but it was like, There's no golf is not a team sport. Love. And I was like, yes, it is. I would say it's a team game. It's not a sport. How is golf not a sport? No. Okay. I'm going back to gaming. Oh, okay. Like, Whatever the fuck game they play. It's a team game. Uh-huh. It does not take physical exertion. I don't care what you say. Mental, yes. Physical, no. Maybe your thumb gets tired. No, are but you, are you gonna get hurt? Um do you do you have to train all day, like physically get your body in shape to do it? Yeah, maybe you, your mind you have to work out yeah, bro. Get sit down. That's like another no, but that's rest. another misconception. Those kids sit there for eight hours a day in these houses and quote unquote train on the game. It's like when I edit, I get tired after I'm done sitting down for like a long It is time. exertion. Is it the same exertion as running sprints and being punched in the mouth? No, it's not even not close. Yeah, I mean are they physically fit for doing this? Are they So they, one time we're in this You're uh, this woke culture now? I never thought I'm in that woke I culture? See it. Where it's like, no, everybody they're athletes. They're included. No, they're not. <laughs> he's upset that I just called him woke. I know, dude. <laughs> he's going home. What's next? <laughs> Gender neutral video game controllers. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm surprised they're allowed to have joysticks on this. <laughs> it's too phallic. <laughs> it looks like a penis. Uh, I don't know. I, let's hear what everybody else has to say. I'll, yeah, let us man, know. Maybe I'm not giving the best argument. It's 7 a.m. or whatever time it is. but I do better on podcasts in the morning. Yeah, after a little cup of coffee to breakfast burrito, start zooting. <laughs> <laughs> zooting, bro. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, you can't convince me that they're athletes. Okay, that's not what we were arguing, though. Is it? And no, we said that it's a sport. It's not a sport. It's definitely not athletes. They have an arena in Vegas. They do. They have arenas all over the world. So we. So okay. So we we got into gaming esports early. How come uh, you're not anymore? Dude. So we got into it early, and I saw the potential of it because I love gaming. I love Call of Duty. I love. I just love gaming. I have my whole life. Before I was cool. Before I hung out with all the chads over here, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was a computer nerd in high school, so I took C++. I made everyone fake IDs. I was like techie. And um, we used to play Quake back then, so we would network our computers and play during class. Yeah. And <clears throat> Even when Chris and I went over to his house one time, I was like, well, I got my Ethernet cable because it's no faster. <laughs> yeah, so, dude, we geeked out. We can get it <laughs> four megabytes upload speed. So uh, always been into e- e- or, uh, gaming. And uh, I don't know. Oh, so eSports. So... <laughs> We, we way back when we started and we had just a new tropic. Um, I started to see esports. This was like 2012. I started to see esports taking off, and then I started studying the, the numbers like, how big is this really? Because when you start to study the market, it's it's massive, like, it's yeah, it's unparalleled on how and it's all interconnected, it's all day long. I had the jersey in here. Oh, the Fanatic jersey. Yeah, yeah, we sponsored Fanatic. So we at the time, so I, it was probably like 2013. I, I wanted to get into it. I knew it was a sport that we could possibly attach ourselves to. I think a lot of great brands attach to sports or niches early, and then they ride that niche. I think Life Aid with, with the CrossFit games, Kill Cliff, that's where they started. And so I was like fired up about gaming. And then I was like, oh, I'll get to play more video games. Like I was always trying to like, I get to be around something that I'm like into, right? And uh I didn't realize at the time how big it had already gotten. So I remember one day we were on the phone with Fnatic, which is the biggest esports team in the world. And what's crazy, bro, is now these teams are being bought by other pro sports teams. So like the Yankees took a deal with an esports team. Was uh, that FaZe or, or it was, there's a bunch of. Dude, what's FaZe Clan worth now? Like $3 billion? Let's see. $4 billion. Yeah. Bucks? I mean, I'm not arguing that they make a ton of money and a lot of people watch it. It's because these kids don't get outside anymore. Vitality. Wait, so this is funny. So I'm getting to your point. I'm, I'm going to come over to your side of the table. I'm going to come over there. You're I don't know why I come. Over. I don't know why I keep saying come so aggressively. Yeah, I don't either. It's creeping me out. <laughs> While I'm staring you in the eyes. <laughs> Look at me, Chris. <laughs> He's okay, having so, a semen right So now. I'm on the phone with Fnatic. Uh, I'm, we're trying to do a, a deal with them. And again, I had no idea what I was doing. The guy goes, well, we have monsters meeting next. And I was like, fuck buddy. I'm out. Like I can't, there's nothing I can do to compete with monsters. So the, the size of the market, like everyone started to catch on to it. We ended up sponsoring a pro team in league of legends and it was a pretty big team. They were on the come up and, um, gaming in South Korea is huge. So like there's esports players in Korea who are more famous than like LeBron James. Yeah. What's the name? Like if they walk down the street, they get bombarded. And so all these, all these kids were Korean. We sponsored, we go to their house in Redondo beach. Cause they all live in these gamer houses. Sharon was actually with me and Sharon was like, he was like, you ever see a dude try to sneak a pick 
of a girl at the gym and he's got like his, yes. or his, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see Sharon doing like, I'll show like, him the technique. <laughs> <laughs> I see Sharon kind of like, and I'm, he t- snaps this photo of the best player on the team. And he was this just fat, nerdy Korean kid. I think part of his belly was like, Hey, uh, and he had like Cheetos. Like he was There's like, a re- pack of kimchi he was like next resting now. the Cheetos like right here. And like he the just- Warcraft South park. When Cartman gets like, yeah. he's like pimply face. Bring the poop and- bucket. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> we need a poop bucket in the office. No, no, we don't. <laughs> when I'm editing. Yeah. And like, Hey, if you're going to get this cheat day done. So, uh, and then he texted me and he was like, this dude's an athlete question mark. And we were dying about it the whole weekend. Cause we, we ended up going to their facility. They have a, um, in Santa Monica where like, uh, Warcraft or not, um, Warcraft, but blizzard like, blizzard is, oh, yeah. they have their own stadium and we went and it was crazy. The response, like kids had been lined up for hours to get in just to watch these kids play video game. It was pretty crazy, but why aren't we still in it? Because we can't afford it now. It'd be yes. like, it's like sponsoring like this is the, the New York Giants or something. The biggest one is, looks like worth $410 million. One of the guys on Cloud9 was on our team and he, he talked about us on the Joe Rogan podcast. Nice. And Joe tried to switch him over to Alpha Brain. <laughs> Phase Clan. Always be closing. Yeah, so we worked with Cloud9, uh, a couple of those guys from Cloud9. So you honestly, you playing devil's advocate or do you honestly think that it's a sport and that they're athletes? I guess what I'm getting at is I don't know how to define sport. It's an e-sport. I really don't. I feel like if we were having this conversation in private. No, no. Are they athletes? Different. Absolutely fucking not. If you, if you had a daughter and she was started dating a guy whoa, whoa, whoa. and was like, Hey dad, I want you to meet this guy. I've been seeing he's a professional athlete. And then the Korean kid you're talking about shows up. You'd be first. Like, first of all, let's stop. If my daughter came home, first of all, I wouldn't have a daughter. Now we're changing. Second here. of all, if, if she said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna call it CRISPR first. Let's make sure I have a daughter. Second of all, if she said I'm dating a professional athlete, my first response would be like, get the fuck out. I wouldn't even meet him because I know a bunch of professional athletes <laughs> and I know what they do to women. Oh, so. would you rather her date an athlete or a DJ? Neither, <laughs> neither. I, I, she why was like, "Why was your lip twitching?" What you were saying? <laughs> he just hit the fucking vape hard. That's all I've had for breakfast. <laughs> it's coffee and vape. coffee and vapes. He's a real athlete right here. That's an athletic. If guy, she dude. came home and said, "I'm dating a computer nerd," I'd be like, "I can't wait to meet this kid. Bring him over. He's probably a real nice boy." <laughs> they tend to be. Yeah. All right. Let us know what you think on esports. Let's move on. Um, I'm going to smack. That was a good intro topic though. (laughs) Esports. That was a good argument. Um, uh, LSD. I want to talk about LSD and hallucinogens. Um, There's an incredible documentary on Netflix right now. If you haven't seen it, Maddie, can you pull it up? It's by a guy who used to author all these food books. Uh, Paul Stamets is in it and uh, it's on psychedelics. uh, First of all, did you know that you can't take a lethal dose of LSD? It's impossible. I think I did see that before. Verified. Definitely tried. No. Yeah, so have I. <laughs> you also can't take a lethal dose of psilocybin. Yeah, I've heard that. It's impossible. So I, in the context of this sports show, I want to talk about, I think. Is it this one? How to change your mind? Yes. How to change your mind on Netflix. Check it out. Um, we're not being paid for that. I wish we were. Uh, 
It's all about hallucinogens and this just just this open discussion about why they're great. <laughs> Look at the second one. I scrolled down on that. Wow. Okay. Does it say you're gonna? It says you're I'm a piece of shit. It's like <laughs> most professional athletes eat this. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So guys. LSD. Um, the the documentary is great. I think if you haven't done a hallucinogen, you should do the homework and and do it. Um, I think you should do it. And so this doesn't ever get clipped and used against me somewhere. Obviously, research it. We're not doctors. We're just fans. We're just athletes. No, I mean, like, I feel like everything nowadays you have to preface. Look, we're just athletes. (laughs) (laughs) We're podcast athletes, dude. That's our podcast team, dude. Yeah. Jabbo. Training right now. Uh, I think you should look into it and do it. I think especially... I think where you have to be really careful is if um, you're psychotic or you have, <laughs> you've been diagnosed with uh, like, like a bipolar. Yeah. Or, you have to be careful because one of the things that happens BBD. is and where, where LSD and, and hallucinogens got a bad rap is someone who's someone who's on the borderline of, of having mental disorder. So like, let's say bipolar or you're borderline schizophrenic and you may not know it. Those drugs can push you into a psychotic break which is where yeah. sometimes that happens. And you, you know, set and setting is what Leary came up with, which I've always said you have to be in the right setting. If you're already on the verge of a psychotic break, do it at a festival. You're probably going to go to the hospital because you're going <laughs> to freak gonna the fuck out. End up at the excision stage. <laughs> That's a music joke. Oh, you're excellent. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, a slipknot of dubstep, by the way. So I wanted to talk about this in terms of like, I think, I think they should be legalized. I hope I'm part of the movement of... Like I would love one day for Coyos to be involved in psilocybin or LSD. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they're all going to get legalized and and the world's going to collectively change. And it's going to be exciting to watch. Watch with things like Neuralink and everyone having access to LSD. I think the world. I think we're going to live through a step in evolution that you'll get to really see. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I believe I mean, that with all my heart. Just look at over just the last few years psilocybin has become a little bit more understood, a little bit more accepted. Like, what is it, Colorado, or was it just Denver? Decriminalized um, mushrooms. Yeah. I mean, you can't just go to the store and buy them, but they're decriminalized. And there's a lot of, like, therapeutic benefits to it. Yeah. You know, it's it opens, like, new neuropathways to your brain. Both of them do. That's why people get more creative. They get more um, different thoughts and I think it mentally, I think it helps. I've microdosed shrooms before. Yeah. I'm going to start microdosing. I was always, I was always leery of it. Um, so, so one of the things that they covered in the show and I started researching it last night was, um, they're actually finding now because it, so it was invented in, um, Switzerland, uh, LSD by Albert Hoffman. I don't think it was Hoffman. Was it? I, th- I thought it was. That's what Bicycle Day is about when he spilt it on his hands. No. He's the different guy. Imagine he was a, he was a chemist was. in Switzerland. He's working on something else, stumbles upon LSD, and he had to try it on himself. I know the story. Um, he got some on his hands. Yeah, he didn't spill it. He just got some on his it, fingers. Look at, look at his name, bro. Oh, out of baby. Who's Good a work. real stoner here, dude? <laughs> imagine he, imagine that. You spill it on your hand, and then next thing you know, you're like... No, he says it. He, shit, and you're like, what the fuck? So it, his story's cool. He like got it on his hands. Because the queen had hired him to... All these horses were walking in the water and dying, and they wanted to figure out what was going on. So he was the chemist that was hired to like 
do something to like the apples, they fermented and he scraped the mold off of it. And then that's where the ergot poisoning came from. And that's what LSD incorrect. was. You're incorrect. And then he went on a bike ride. Incorrect. The bike, bike ride's ride. right. And he was studying fungus, but it wasn't on apples. It was on wheat. I went on a bike ride on shrooms once. It was terrifying. In LSD. Yeah. He, it doesn't matter, but he was studying <laughs> fungus. Yes. In a lab for a big chemical company. Dude finds LSD. Got some on his fingers. His first experience was, Oh man, everything became so beautiful and, and uh, full of light. He, he goes in for a second dose, said it got a little scary, um, but then it was awesome. LSD takes off. And the firm at the time was saying, hey, we'll give all this to everybody. You can just have it. Like we'll send it to you if you want to do research on it. So there's this incredible, um, if you go back to the 40s and 50s, there's this incredible era of psychedelic research where all the news was great. It was like, can cure depression, can cure uh, ADHD. Can, uh, the guy yeah. who created AA did it because he did LSD and was like, oh. it cured his alcoholism because he was like, I recognized in that moment all the things that you recognize on an LSD trip, like life is love, everything's energy. Um, that's how he created AA, was an acid trip. The yeah. guy who created uh, DNA sequencing, which is insane. It made me feel so stupid. This guy's like, yeah, you know, I just figured like, I, you know, I think at the DNA level and I was like, I could, I could replicate DNA. And I was like, I'm just trying to sell carbonated beverages, bro. Like yeah. he, he did, he came up with, which is now modern, um, like genome research, huh? On an LSD trip. But, uh, so it, it, but the, the crazy thing is if you look at the forties and fifties, all the research on it was like curing, uh, PTSD, uh, yeah, Timothy Leary and uh, this guy Richard Out Richard Outpert. They went to they were stutters uh, or teachers at Harvard. Yeah, and they got kicked out because they were doing LSD research, like with the students and stuff. And that guy ended up becoming that dude Ramdas. Yeah, and it, they, some people like, give Leary a bunch of shit for almost ruining it because um, he was so outspoken about it, and he was a Harvard researcher. Yeah, and they started testing it on every walk of life. But if you look at the research in the forties and fifties, it's incredibly exciting. Like all of it was positive. Then the CIA got involved, ruined it, started using it on soldiers. Check and then there was like more on yeah. drugs and, and they Manson got rid of it. And- so, but some of the, yeah, some of the, yeah, <laughs> and then some people used really it, yeah. it took a dark turn. <laughs> like all things in life, there was good and bad. Uh, but they're now showing like they're using modern technology to show how, and this goes into like concussions and stuff. We're bringing it back Chris, to sports. Chris folks. has been losing his keys a bunch, so we're going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> I don't have any concussions, though. So uh, that they're showing, like, when you take acid, LSD, which, by the way, you can't take a toxic dose of. They've confirmed that. You can't overdose on LSD. You could have a horrible or time. Or Yeah, it could be a bad time. Either. That it's actually, to Chris's point earlier, that it's changing neural pathways. Like, there are people with that, like, who've had strokes and people who have um, crazy neurodegenerative Neurodegenerative disorders. Yep. <laughs> and it's like fixing them. Yeah. So I talked about this with a doctor, a brain doctor. We'll say that. Um, and He's he- not an athlete though. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Stupid doctor. He's a, a neurosurgeon. <laughs> and, and, you know, and he said, he's like, yeah, um, psilocybin and those, they do open new neuropathways to the brain. He's the one that told me that. Like that's where they use them for a lot of like PTSD um, because you can do certain therapies. You can do ketamine therapy for like PTSD, um, trauma, all kinds of things. Yeah. So they're, they're actually finding the benefits out of it. It's just 
it's going to just take more time, I think, for I the general public not to think you're some hippie loser if you talk about it. Yeah, because we've been, we've been like everything else in life, programmed to believe it's bad. Yeah, I mean, weed, for the most part, was illegal because of the whole like hemp industry and paper and all that, if you look into that. I think weed's more dangerous than LSD. Get out of here. I do. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, just the simple fact that you smoke it and it goes into your lungs is not good for you. And there's, I don't know if there's, a, is there, I don't know. I'm more not a fan. dangerous though. I don't know. They're both like on the same psychoactive chart. You, you know, you know what they've also proven though is that LSD and psilocybin aren't addictive. Huh? Yeah. But I mean, is weed? Yeah. I say weeds. I, I was Heck probably yeah, addicted to weed for a while. It's a habit for sure. I think it's addictive. I haven't smoked weed in like five months, dude. It's great. It's great. Um, so it's fixing like neural connections that people have lost. And I get why if you get into conspiracy theories, they don't want us to have it. It makes sense. If you dosed everybody in this country, things would change for the better. (laughs) It just would. I think it would. I think if everyone single-handedly took a dose on the same day, if we had, if we had national acid day, dream catchers would sell out, dude. You know what we should be forcing on people instead of vaccines is an LSD trip. Why don't we do that at work one day? I'm you're, down. The, you're the boss. Why don't we have an LSD work day? <laughs> Just microdose. Let's take one strip and cut it up. Chris will lose his mind the next day. He'll be like, nobody did anything yesterday? Oh, great. Cool. I'm the only one except doing for, stuff. Except for I would have the craziest edits come out of the basement. No, dude. dude. Uh, so again, here's other arguments for it in, in terms of the business world. First of all, everyone in Silicon Valley does it. They said that uh, Elon came up with Solar City on acid at Burning Man. Um, if, if you look at um, Steve Jobs was a proponent of LSD. Uh, I mean, a lot of the innovation, if you go back and trace it and you look at interviews with some of these guys who created the tech industry, it started with a couple guys taking LSD and letting, because it lets your mind fully open to any possibility. Yeah. Most I mean, of our days are so like this, like th- it's so fucking regimented and push and push and to-do list, to-do list, to-do list. Uh, I'm not good enough because you're scrolling through Instagram. Um, my girlfriend's on me about losing my fucking keys. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm fucking, I'm getting a shitty, con- you know, every day is so almost toxic that when it, when you do it, it, it takes your ego out and you're so in tune with every input. It's like a nice reset. Like when you tur- like turn the computer off and on real fast when it gets frozen, when your brain's like freezing, you like yeah. take a little microdose. So I think they should make it legal. It, they re-legalized it in Switzerland. Yeah. Have you ever done microdosing? I haven't. I'd really like to try it. So it's kind of like, it's similar to Adderall kind of like, it, yeah. if you take the right dose, it makes you like energized, makes your brain start. And get you like, mushroom capsules that have like yeah, lion's mane in them and like other vitamins that in just a small amount of psilocybin. What's the microdose dosage? I think it's a hundred milligrams. That sounds like a lot. Micrograms. Micrograms. I I would say LSD is in micrograms. It's just just a little, and and psilocybin is probably in milligrams. Yeah, when I when I bought them, it was a hundred or two hundred of whatever. I learned that. What what do you mean about what the um, little capsules? Where'd you find them? I know a guy. Yeah, we all. I got like four guys, dude. (laughs) I know a guy that that's what he does full time for a job. Same sells microdoses. Really? Yeah. Like he, he, it, I'm not trying to be funny. Is it like illegal or is he's doing it for like a company, man? He's got it kind of a crazy setup. So he, he sells, so he grows the mushrooms himself, like the spores, all of that uh-huh. at his house. And then he has it set up to where he, he's pretty smart. He, I think it could take off one day. So he sells them to head shops, but they're, um, 
they are, what is it? So they're not active yet if you buy these spores from the head shop. And what he did was created a QR code so you can buy these spores, take them home. QR code will teach you how to activate them yourself and grow them yourself. Huh. So it's not illegal because they're not. Um, it's like all the greatest inventions in life come from people trying to skirt the rules. Yeah, which is kind of what he does. So it's not illegal. It's not illegal for the head shop to sell them. And it's not illegal for him to sell them to the head shop because they're not um, activated yet. Yeah. And then if he just, yeah. And then he shows you in a video on how to do it. That's dope. I want to try microdosing, but so I'll get you some, they're cheap too. You know, as I was watching this last night, I'm such a fan of it for just like, you know, all the reasons we've already said, but um, as I was preparing for this show, I was just, I don't know why, but I started thinking of concussions uh, it's a big deal. I almost wonder if LSD would help save. So one of the, one of the topics we've talked about a lot is like the depression athletes feel when the game is gone. Yeah. The sport. I'm when sorry. the computer's turned off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I knew oh, something was going <laughs> When your mom tells you you have to go to bed yeah. and turn the TV off, how sad you get. <laughs> oh, man. I feel uh, that, dude. <laughs> I think they should start experimenting with it with athletes. They I, do. I, bet it, I bet the LSD can help with the CTE. I know actually a ton of athletes that microdose psilocybin. Reason being too is what about like big therapeutic doses? Yeah, regularly. Uh, I think quite a few of them do that too. Like I said, I know a lot personally that use psilocybin, and a big part of it is is that it's. But are they doing it? I'm sorry to interrupt. It are they doing it just on, to like party, or are they doing no, it like, like microdosing for like, yeah, like mental activation, all of that stuff, recovery? There's a lot of. I mean. There's a ton of like rabbit holes to go down go they, into about it, but it also doesn't show up on drug tests, you know? Cause like if you eat shrooms, right. it's like food poisoning, but in a good way. They right. use a uh, LSD <laughs> and psilocybin for like end of life therapy, like cancer patients or people that are dying to kind of like get over the, the fear of dying. And I think I, I can see the benefits of like, okay, I'm retiring. I had this whole thing. That was my life. That's where else I was going with this. You could yeah. be like, this is the end, the next move at the reset. Yeah. By the way, guys, I know that, um, I'm one of those guys that always has another idea, which is almost toxic. I really one day, if it, when Fit Soda gets big enough, I want to create a thing called like Fit Soda University. And it's a part of our company that's a nonprofit. And all we FSU. do, yeah, <laughs> all, all we do is create a program for athletes, a place yeah. where they can come learn life skills. And well, we're on the way. It's a new facility. Yeah, let's go. I, no, I have a huge heart for that. Um, show them, you know, finances, uh, life skills, um, how to cope when they're done. Um, give how them to the connect tools, to like, a printer. You know, like how Tony Robbins has like coaches. Yeah. <laughs> how to send a PDF. <laughs> Tony Robbins has like life coaches. You can almost have like with other athletes that are helping coach them through like inner circle stuff. Like you yeah, break just off. those dark parts. It's like, as soon as guys hang up the Jersey, it's like, okay, figure it the fuck out. Uh, you get separated from your herd and then it's like, you get picked off by the world. It's like in the wild. The, the, the wolf who has a weak paw gets like shunned and then they just kill it. <laughs> I want to create a, no, I just want to create a platform where we can help a bunch of professional athletes, even college athletes make that transition. Yeah. I think that would be a huge, it'd be like a ministry to me, like a, a way to give back somehow to this incredible group of people who spend their entire lives developing a craft. And then when the world decides it's over with you, you kind of just get shit on it. And there's no, there's no roadmap for it. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst 
I think it's the worst for Olympic athletes. Oh, bro. Because they're amateur too. So it's not like they made a ton of money. Yeah. But they dedicated their life to whatever sport they're Flipping. in for the Olympics to be the best. <laughs> in seconds. To be like the best amateur ever and walk away with no money either. I've known quite this a few Olympians. McDonald's gift card. I know some, I know like world champions and Olympians that literally when they're done after spending, you know, 24 years. They're janitors now. They, they have nothing because their country doesn't like pay them after either. They make a little bit of money, but it's not much. Yeah. Who who is Jackie Robinson's brother? Google it. Porter Robinson, Jim Robinson. <laughs> um, I'm just making up names. That was bro. A- speaking of gyms, what happened to Jim? Uh, wait, wait. Do you want? Do we want to save that for? Because I really want to dovetail off what you said. So end of career, Mac. Let me get some more Robinson? information, and then we'll okay. come back to that. One. Maybe next week. No, Mac. Mac Robinson, Jackie Robinson's brother. So no, the story is one of the Robinsons wins the gold medal, uh, becomes an international superstar. His brother was in that same race, got third, was only a few milliseconds behind him. He goes on to become a janitor and broke. His brother becomes an international superstar. To your point of Olympians, like, yeah, you have to be the top zero 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 one percent. Yeah, and a lot of them get like tutored and stuff. You know, like if you're a younger athlete coming up and they know that you can be champion or whatever a lot of them get tutors and they just spend their entire life training that sport and that's it so when that ends that would be even worse at least like professional athletes make money and either they blow it all or whatever endorsements and stuff yeah but these olympians man they get nothing sucks they live in dorms they don't have fancy houses i found this this morning so two things on this i want to talk about is the is the concussion end of it and health and then yeah end of life end of career stuff so in an interview uh, radic noted that research targeted and identifying a neurologic and psychiatric deficits of persistent exposure to neurotrauma is not new medical professionals first recognized ct which was formerly known as dementia puglistia I like the new name. I like, I mean, <laughs> I got Puglistia dude. <laughs> and Pugilist. punch drunk syndrome. Uh, so uh, they've known about it for a hundred years, almost CT, which is crazy to me. I don't, did they know about it for a hundred? This years? says a hundred years. I thought Will Smith discovered it in the movie. Right. Yeah, I was like, wow, Will Smith's <laughs> a fucking genius. <laughs> when did you have time to do all this research, bro? But I mean, the fucked up part about CTE is to my understanding, unless it's changed, um, they can't really, they can tell signs and stuff, but they don't know that you have it until an autopsy. So there's no like real test. So, but this is, the, this is kind of where I wanted to go with this though, is that I think guys should be taking LSD every week or every month as part of a, most, most medicine is preventative. It's like a vitamin, right? Yeah. Most medicine today is if you take care of yourself, right? Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily know cancer is forming until you have it. And then they're like, fuck. So most medicine is preventative. That's why supplements exist. That's why, you know, we have all these programs that live healthier lives to sort of try to prevent things. Um, I think they should be taking it every week or psilocybin, a dose of it. Uh, awareness, long-term ramifications of repetitive concussion and sub-concussive head injuries became more mainstream. And this goes to the suicide thing, which you said Demarius... Thomas. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking up a thing. I, I've got a regiment somewhere. You're good, bro. Is for many years researching. Keep looking. Uh, from a doctor CTE about things you can do for your brain. Important of something called the invisible illness. Yeah. So Demarius Thomas, we were just talking about this before we went on. 
his family came out and said, um, you know, they allowed them to look through his brain, you know, because he, he died. And they've come out and said that he had, what was it, stage two CTE? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh, I sent you the article. I texted to you. Oh. Uh, I gave it to Maddie, actually. I'm gonna pull, pull it up, Matt. Pull it up, dude. You're no Jamie. Let's go, man. He <laughs> just sent you the assists. I got to hit refresh. There it is. Boom, boom. Um, there but go. yeah, so Demarius Thomas, man, he was a stud. He was young, too. I think 28 or something. It says it in the is. article. I was reading it. Um, 33. 33. Yeah. So um, I used to see him at the gym all the time because he'd work out at my gym. And that dude, watching him just catch passes, do foot drills. Dude, it was amazing. Watching, watching him do like physical workouts, you know, not like these gamers. <laughs> there it is. The thumb, thumb wars. There yeah. it is. Yeah, he was doing thumb wars. Um, what do we, what does it say here? So I'm was, trying to find it. My eyes are blurry. Um, I think he, I think they ruled that he died of like seizures in the shower or something. Cardiac or Yeah, rest. but it was like sudden though. It didn't make any sense. Um, let's see. Where is it? Uh, you... Now it's just talking history. It should be up top. There's his parents. This is an exclusive interview. Suffering from stage, stage two CTE. Oh, Separate just... seizure disorder that led to cardiac arrest. Which is crazy, right? So cardiac arrest at 33. Um, but shout out to his parents because... That it will help, right? So when your parents or whoever power of attorney, they could have easily just buried him and moved on. But allowing, like Junior Seau, I think was the same thing. The family allowed the doctors to, that's how we learn, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because there's, a, you know, morals to it. Back in Nazi Germany, they would just take people and cut their heads open, and that's how they figured things out. But now, like it, you, there's power of attorney and stuff, and and the family giving them the rights actually helps the rest of us. So it's a very um, like noble thing, I think. You know, I'd want somebody to do that with me if if I died of something or an accident or whatever. I'm cutting your brain open. Yeah, are you all right over there? No. What the? What's what going happened? On? Okay. Did you get a gamer cramp? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been sitting in this chair so hard, bro. <laughs> Peak performance. No, I had coffee and then. Sponsored by Lazy Boy. I can feel it moving. <laughs> You're going to shit yourself? Uh, maybe. That one hurt. I feel like I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my period right now. <laughs> No, some, uh, digestive no, Chris, Chris, you're right. It, it is cool that they did that. Uh, cause you, how else do you learn? But I, uh, yeah, going back to like, I think we should be researching this with athletes. What if, what if a dose every month, every week prevented the CTE? All right. I'm willing to be the subject. Let's do it. We're going to start a <laughs> research project. We'll do a double blind study for a game or two. Should be a good year long vlog with Chris. So it'd actually be kind of a cool study. Is there a way to a scan now? Would you be willing to scan your brain and like, I'd be kind of afraid. I scan mine all the time. Do you? Before and after every fight. Uh, my buddy. Before and after you lose your keys. So far, my brain looks great. Good, man. Yeah. He's got a very sexy so with, brain, uh, dude. Yeah, with Dr. Chad, it was, my brain he's, so handsome. he's made me a part of his study. So Dr. he's actually Chad, been, dude. yeah, he's been studying <laughs> he's this. Chad too. No, he's great. He, uh, he's cool, but he's a Chad. He's been studying this 
this kind of stuff because nobody does it with MMA. So he has my entire career of scans. He got them from the UFC from the very start. Anything before that, he has an entire log of mine, and he's tracked my brain before and after every fight for my whole career. Wow. And um, so what? So I'd be curious. I know we don't know because we're not scientists. We're just armchair quarterbacks over here. Uh, but I'd love to know what they can see in a scan. Like if you were to take acid every week for the next six months, dude, I wonder what they're looking for. Is it like more activity in the brain? Is it, I just had something pulled up. I should get him in here. Yeah. That'd be cool. Then we can talk about it. I mean, he can break down the ins and outs of like how it makes your brain function, all kinds of stuff. There was like a study that showed that when you were on LSD, your brain has the same activity as like a newborn baby making synapses. And the normal adult brain doesn't have all those synapses going, but it's like more highlighted. Like, yeah, because the same. Why do you think that is? I think it's because we live in a box from the time we're fucking eight years old. It's like, go to school. Here's your latch key. Here's your practice. Do this, do this, do this. You just start to turn off. You become a fucking robot. Yeah, dude. I think he just starts to <laughs> shut yes, it down. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that what was you're saying. Like, <laughs> silence is like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're all, we're all box people. <laughs> I, I've told you from the start, I want to do a, an LSD podcast. It would be amazing. We never have to air it. We could, we no, could we're not going to tell them that we're on it when we do it. <laughs> and just watch the decline of like wild shit, like over the eight hours and of just, podcast. Just feel the love waft over the... Maybe I'll see the Grinch again through the window. <laughs> Grinch. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's a podcast. Uh, I think we did it. Should we talk about uh, the fight this weekend? You do have, uh, we, we do have a big guest coming on. Maybe we can, air, maybe we can make a short clip of this. Uh, Muhammad Usman is coming on Friday. Yeah. Um, Usman. He's in the finals of the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, obviously, if you're a fight fan, you know who his brother is. So excited for that interview on Friday. And then our very own DJ. Dustin Jacoby fighting this Saturday in the UFC. Um, I was told, I don't know much about his opponent, but I was told by a good friend of ours who, who's very in the know on like who everybody is in the UFC, saying this is probably Dustin's toughest fight yet, which I was surprised because I, I was like, I've never even heard this guy's name. But he's ranked, so I don't know. I'm interested. It. Uh, which one is it? Let's come. Up, which fight night is it? Oh, or take this one, huh? Yeah. Why the? Why are they airing it at 9 a.m.? I don't know. Where is it at? It's in New York. It's, yeah, that's dumb. Because it's they, like 11, they used to do those like if it was in like England or something because of the time change. Because you know, as Americans, we set the standard for everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just ask Melanick. He yeah. said so. Yeah, he did. Um, Let's see. What's this guy's name? You find him yet? Uh, or is DJ? I think he's like Korean or something. Where's Dustin on this thing? Well, let's see. Go up. Oh wait, you're okay. He might be on the prelims. There it is. Da Ung Jung. So Jacoby minus thirty right now. Okay. Click on him. This guy. Yeah. Wow, what a great job. 15 and 2. 6 4, South Korean. That's a what lie. they do to that guy. He's not a gamer. <laughs> no. <laughs> 78 inch reach. I think Jacoby's is longer than 76, too. That dude's got some Damn, 78 inch reach? Yeah. That's insane. Dude, John He's got Jones, pterodactyl wings. John Jones has like 84 inch reach. Wow, bro. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's wrap it up with that. We'll watch the fight. We're going to do a uh, a live YouTube show watching the fights. I think Grant Neal's coming. There's some other people coming in. We're going to have some fun, and you can watch the fights with us on yeah. YouTube. Hang out. Uh, what is it? Fit Soda Media is what we changed it to now? Yeah, Fit Soda Media. Yeah. Come hang out with us. Shoot the comments. We'll have them up here on the TV, and uh, let's have some fun. Just chat with us. Wait, can we turn that into a clip? Yeah. Um, okay, Saturday, starting at 9 a.m. Central Time. Is that when it starts? I don't know. We are going to be what we are going to be live broadcasting the UFC fight uh, with our very own Dustin Jacoby. So, if you want to join us live on YouTube, we'll have uh, UFC legend Chris Camozzi. We'll have uh, Bellator legend Grant Neal. We'll have some other special guests in the studio. Who knows uh, who will be here? Maybe Mike Tyson. Maybe Matty Ghost. I'm moving. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, watch the fights with us on Saturday live on YouTube. Uh, we'll put a link somewhere. Uh, we'll put it out. Put comments. Yeah, let's talk and hang out on saturday and watch the fights sweet wrap it okay bye bye guys Vaughn into the wind up in his first offering just a bit outside